2: This is Knicks Fan TV, your one stop shop for the ultimate New York Knicks fan experience. News, rumors, debates, post game live streams featuring live callers. Let's go, Knicks, baby! And now, your host, CP, the NY Fanatic.
3: Uh, CP from Knicks Fan TV, here, my man, Alex Wolf from. No. Posting and toasting in here, and I just had a little bit of echo. Had to turn that down. I'm all over the place, Al. We we having a little technical difficulties <laughs> today, but it's all good, man. Um, tough, tough game. Knicks Nicks got out to a, a 16 point lead in the first. Clippers turn the tables on them. They go up 16 again. Knicks down. Come back in the third quarter. Uh, but but they they just had no answers from Andres Howell and Lou Williams. Man, 60 points combined for Montrezl, Harold, and Lou Williams. Um, where'd this thing go wrong tonight, man?
4: Yeah, I mean, it's it's those two plus Paul George, Paul George 32 30. points in 26 minutes. You know, yeah. you had three guys that scored over 32 points, uh, 32 for Lou Williams and Paul George, 34 for Montrezl Harrell. I mean, it, that's kind of the story of it right there. Um, yeah. You know, you can't really – it's tough to beat a team when you let three separate guys go off for 30 plus. I mean, normally tough. you'd be, normally you're lucky if you let one guy go off for 30 plus in a game, you know what I mean? And, yeah. and uh, they let three separate guys and really the rest of the team, you know, Jamichael Green hit a, a few threes, but yeah. the rest of the team, I mean, maybe it's just, they weren't asked to do much, but the rest of the team didn't really do too much. Um, But yeah, I guess, you know, when you have those three guys doing as much as they were, it's not even really that necessary. Uh, But, you know, credit to the Knicks, like, This felt – this game, you know, they came out and they blitzed them in the first quarter, 45 to 29. Uh, They lit up a really abysmal second quarter. That quarter they lost 47-24. But then the rest of the way out, they were pretty competitive Um, and even won the fourth quarter pretty handily uh, and almost pulled off this comeback. So I give them credit. You know, there's always all talk about there's no moral victory, stuff like that. But I, I thought that they did about as close as you can get to a moral victory tonight. Um, you know, it, it's, it sucks to lose a game, especially where you leave the first quarter up by 16, yeah. but ultimately, even without Kawhi Leonard, this is a title contender, you know, and it's a deep team, it, man.
3: It's yeah, a deep I mean, team as we see.
4: This is a team that played great. You know, they, they played great before they even got Kawhi and Paul George, you know, and they were a playoff team last year with basically the same team minus those two. So facts, you know, it's tough to, it's tough to really, Complain too much, but yeah, it's still stung, you know, it would have been nice. If they could have pulled off the comeback or if they could have just put it all together, but it was nice to see them also not completely fall apart at the seams and suffer one of those huge yeah. blowouts. Like we're kind of the staple of the Fizzdale here that I feel like we would have seen. If, sure. Uh, true you know well, if was
3: well things did kind of get out of hand early when um you know second quarter you know Bobby starts going off and then he starts popping off he gets a technical foul uh Julius Randle caught a technical foul Marcus Morris caught some texts. they they started to come apart at the seams a little bit Patrick Beverly kind of got under their skin in the second quarter that led to the, you know that large lead that they went out to i thought they just you know give credit Montrez Harrell man he abused Mitch Mitch had an off night tonight. He, he couldn't stop him. He was too physical for Mitch. Um, the, the way he just gets low when he posts up and gets into the paint, they just had no answers for it. And he knew Mitch was a tall athletics center. So he used his strength and, and uh, physicality and really went into Mitch and, and really just dominated in the paint.
4: Yeah. And he's got the type of moves that can frustrate Mitch, you know, like Mitch, I I think Mitch is still learning as good as he is on, defense he is still learning how to you know properly play that position in the nba and particularly one-on-one defense and stuff like that he's he's not perfect yet you know um and and guys like harrell are going to frustrate him because harrell has a really i mean he's got kind of a progressive nba game with how he plays overall like he can run the floor and all that but he has a great back to the basket game and a great fake game and um you know pivot moves and everything else and that kind of stuff can still kind of frustrate Mitch some nights so it you know it's it's something that Mitch is gonna to have to work through but oh no I thought you know I thought even as the game went on Mitch started to kind of learn his tendencies a little better at least yeah and and do a little better than he was early in the game so it's it's all part of a process you know Mitch is still young yeah I, I think it was a good learning experience for him and I'm sure that they'll have more matchups down the line I mean obviously they're gonna to have to have at least one more this year because the Knicks played the Clippers one more time I think it's in the next couple of weeks so might get a chance of redemption
3: soon. Might have a chance of redemption, man. I thought another area, you know, they were able to still bring this game to within three, three separate times in the fourth quarter. And mm-hmm. I thought they did make a, a couple of good adjustments. You did see them put Randall on Harold trying to kind of try to match that physicality a little bit. I thought Reggie Bullock got in got in the mix a little bit. Obviously, Marcus Morris. Um, Had another outstanding, outstanding game, and he tried to bring him back in the clutch. But free throws, you know, once again, Mm -hmm. 24 for 37 from the free throw line. Obviously, with a team like this that's that deep, you have no margins for error. And so, you know, once again, missing 13 free throws, you just can't expect to win on the road like that.
4: Yeah, I saw people, you know, complaining about the refs and stuff, and I think that's somewhat valid. I mean, I thought those technicals were kind of ticky tacky and. The one that was called on Morris should have been called a double on Beverly as well. Yeah, Definitely should have been called a
3: double. Yeah, definitely Um, should have been been called a double tech on Beverly. A double
4: tech. So Mm -hmm. that was kind of a momentum killer, and that whole little sequence was a big momentum killer in the second quarter. But you can't, you can't blame the rest when you leave thirteen points on the line. Thirteen points. That's that's way too many. You know, they can't be leaving that. Um, they gotta, you know, tighten that up and. We've seen it tighten up for various stretches of games, you know, they'll shoot 80% or whatever, and things start to look pretty good, or, you know, even 75% would be fine, if they shot 75% in this game, they win, you know, that's yeah. that's the facts, but, um, you know, there's only so much you could do with it, Mook, like, to your point was great, you know, man. 38 points, 13 to 19 shooting, 6 to 7 from 3. I, even he had his struggles at the free throw line, though. Ironically, R.J. Barrett was the guy at the free throw line. R.J. was the guy, and R.J.
3: started the game off hot, man. And yep. he didn't have a good game against Phoenix, so it was good to see him. He started the game off real well, um, got to the basket a lot, was very aggressive, went at Paul George a couple of times. He had a nice move where he was able to get that separation on him and finished on the at the rim. Nine for 11 from the free throw line, 24 points. A solid bounce by a game for R.J., 100%.
4: Yeah, definitely. I, I loved it. And, you know, he came out like really seemed like he was he must have been browsing Twitter or something before the game, because there's been a lot. I've seen a lot more like RJ is a bus talk going around lately. And I'm like, hey, yeah, we got to we got to that that. kill that. Yeah, you got to gotta chill with that. I mean, you know, every guy's going to have his off times, yeah. you know, especially as a rookie. I think I pointed out last time when I was on here, you know, he's reaching about the point where he's, uh, you know, he's he's at basically a college season now. Um mm-hmm in about half the time, you know, like normally this is the amount of games the Knicks have played right now or the amount the average college player has played by the end of March, if they made it into March madness and played a few games. Yeah. So, you know, he's, he's probably dealing with that and, you know, playing the high minutes early in the season and all that, but, you know, tonight, awesome. You know, this is exactly what you want to see out of him. He was one of the few plus players on the team for tonight and he had the highest plus minus. And I mean, it showed, I, I think he actually played like the player with, you know, one of the only plus positive plus minuses yeah. on
3: the team. RJ um, was solid, man.
4: Um but he, he was doing yeah. what makes him good too. That's the thing. You know, he he wasn't he wasn't forcing the issue at all, but he was he, he started off strong by just getting to the hoop a few times and just bullying True. his way in. He even threw Paul George off at one point, you know, yeah. and, and just powered through and made a layup early in the game. And I think that did a lot for his confidence. So I hope that's something he goes back to.
3: That that's that's his game, man, and people have to understand, listen, he's not a good shooter at this point. He didn't come into the game as a good shooter, a good free throw shooter. So his weaknesses are have been the same. You know what I mean? You're gonna expect bad shooting nights. That's RJ. That's who he is. We have to see if he's gonna improve. You know, he just got here. We gotta give this kid some time. You know, all that bus talk and everything, I, I can't go for that, man. The kid still has in the intangibles, he still brings uh other strengths to the game that can help this team win and and i thought i thought he, he did a great job getting us started
4: yeah yeah definitely i mean you know you didn't see quite as much of the distributing with him tonight but right. that was okay because i was fine with him getting himself going and then kind of keeping that going because i'd rather see him gain confidence in his shooting first again or you know just in his offensive game even if it's not necessarily shooting um get that confidence back first and then start looking to create for others. But he's the rare guy where I'd be like, take your own shot, you know, figure yourself out first and then worry about everybody else. Especially when you have like, he's out there with Nilakina who's passed first. Uh, yeah. Randall's been passing a lot more lately and, and passing efficiently, I should say. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, yeah. Kadim Allen was six assists. Kadim you know, of came yeah. off the dust and, and uh, mm-hmm. got it,
3: got him off to a hot start, man. He was playing well out there.
4: Yes. Yeah. yeah. He was good. I he, I wouldn't have known that he hadn't – when was the last time he played with the Knicks? He's only made one other appearance this yeah, year, right? he only um, made one
3: other appearance. I was maybe last month or so.
4: Yeah, yeah. And I was actually – I was worried before the game. I knew they were going to need that depth, and I was like, oh, I hope they had Kadim called up for this game. I mean, I suppose that's easy enough to do, but considering they're on the West Coast, I was like, oh, that's a little harder than if you're at a home game and you have to call him in from Westchester. Like, I didn't know if they had him with the team and were prepared for this, but yeah, I'm glad they were because, yeah, he, he put in some really quality minutes in 20 minutes. I mean, I, I'd say, like, it's going to be really tough in the next few weeks, you know, if mm-hmm. they manage to find a trade for, let's say, Smith, you know, who seems to want out, uh, if they maybe find a trade for Trier and if they maybe get rid of Morris and stuff like that, and you start getting a couple empty roster spots here and there on this team, it's going to be really intriguing to see, like, do they convert Kadeem Allen to a regular contract? Do they yeah. look to sign Lamar Peters? Peters, Peters is beasting, man. It. He's been Lamar killing Peters it Peters is or do they look to sign Wooten who's also been killing it in Westchester? I mean it's it's going to be an interesting decision. They could sure. also I mean I haven't heard much about Ivan Rad the other two way guy. so yeah. it'll be interesting to see what happens. Maybe they'll convert someone to his spot too.
3: I uh, haven't heard much, just man. Let him go. Yeah. Uh it couldn't, you know, you couldn't ask for a better audition tape If it's been, you know, true that that the Clippers have been interested in Marcus Mars, that's a team I look at that could be looking to trade for him to for the stretch run. I mean, thirty-eight points, six to seven from downtown. He's in his bootleg mellow bag, man. He's in his mellow bag. He was he was killing it tonight.
4: Killing it. Yeah, it was great. I I loved every bit of his performance. I mean some of the shots, too, I was just like, how yeah. is he making these? I yeah. mean, he was like a man possessed. You know, he said new career high. New uh, career was, high, 38 points, 38 13 points. for 19. And he, he, had those couple bag, down the, he had the couple down the stretch where he was, like, trying to draw a foul yeah. and just happened to make the shot. A miracle the three-pointer. <laughs> miracle three-pointer that he Three-pointer, and then immediately after, he hit a two-pointer right around yep. the elbow. Yep. Doing the same thing, trying to draw a foul because he just kind of got caught in the middle and didn't have anything else to do. And, you know, he, he went for the... the you know, elbow jumper, and just happened to make it. I don't know. It was like he he was like on fire. It was like NBA Jam style. He just <laughs> couldn't miss for basically the whole second
3: half. It was crazy. True, true story, man. Let's go to the phones while we still got you on. Ari's up. Ari, how you feeling, man? Hey, I'm feeling
5: good, man. How you guys doing? Good,
3: good, man. What's going on? You you back from AC or you, or are you still out there? <laughs> oh,
5: I'm back. Yeah, yeah, I'm back. I'm back. Nice, um, man. You, you didn't free, lose. Bro. You didn't lose your shirt, Mark, right? You Mark, good? Yeah, but Mark Alfred Payton's technical foul and Marcus Morris missing a free throw <laughs> in Phoenix made me push <laughs> cost them, and basically costing cost cost me bread. hundreds of dollars. Oh, so I almost couldn't come I, home I from some AC. Man. DMs to you. <laughs> 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 it was bad. It was bad. But um, what did I want to say? So basically, you know, listen, I'm a, I'm a, obviously I always make fun of the people that I like always calling for the moral victories, right? You know, I don't necessarily believe in them, but you know, if there was ever one game where I would have Say that would be a moral victory I think tonight was one of those games you know what I mean obviously still no Kawhi they still played very competitively and I feel like since since Mike Miller's taken over this has been the team that we were expecting we were expecting like you know like a, a 400 to 500 per, like winning team that would compete would ultimately lose on the road and stuff like that and I think um that's that's a positive because we're not as bad as we thought we were it was just David Fisdale being worse than what we thought was right. So I think that's something. I think I think that's something good. But another thing that I'm actually happy about is I think Marcus Morris's trade value is more than we even think it is. I think we could get more than just one first round pick from him. Honestly, the way he's playing, I, I'm not satisfied with a with a late first round pick for him. I want a late first round pick and a young player, or a late first round pick and like a, a number two pick, or I want a lottery pick. I do you think that's possible?
3: I don't see how you're gonna get a lottery mm. pick on a guy in a one year deal. You, you know what I'm saying? Now, to me, you you you're trading him for yeah, a rental. You
5: you're trading him as a
3: rental. Yeah, right. But Tom you don't is, think a
5: team like you know, like Phoenix or a team fighting for the playoffs wouldn't make a move mm. to bring him in and maybe like a top ten, let's say top five, undetected to
4: try to make the playoffs? Well, I will say Phoenix in particular. Has long-term back blood with him. Yeah, family. right, right. right. So, yeah. uh, those he and his brother are both kind uh, of in bad shape. There. Yeah, I had to but, call his
3: uh, audio. Sound like he was going through the Lincoln Tunnel or something like.
4: Sound like that. Yeah. <laughs> um But yeah, other than that, like I, I can't see, I can't see a team giving up more than twenties first-round pick. You know what I mean? Like yeah. somewhere in the twenties, because. Hey, I, that's just what his value is you know you got to understand value like it, it's overvaluing our own players if you think he's going to fetch more than that like nobody other than a superstar is going to fetch that and that would have to be a superstar in like multiple year deal and and Morris just isn't he's not a superstar he's he's, he's playing the superstar on the Knicks right now but he's not um and that's not what a contending team is going to bring him on to do so you know, I think you just gotta be realistic. Like if you can get even one first round pick and and some like retread young player that just hasn't quite figured it out yet, that's that's probably about as good as you're gonna get. Um and and I think that's a perfectly fine return, especially considering he's only on a one year deal without any options on it, and you could potentially just make a run at him in the summer again. So I, I think that's perfectly fine. I, I think and that's I, perfectly I, fine. And I wouldn't I wouldn't overplay your hand and then end up you know I, I don't want to say stuck with him because yeah. he is a good locker room guy and he's a nice dude and everything but you don't want to end up in a position where he expires at the end of the season and then you find yourself being like oh you know now he's going to leave for nothing in the right. offseason and we could have gotten a first form right and we just held our hand for too long
3: you, you, you just try to get into the first round I don't, there's no lottery pig he's not going to the phoenix uh, phoenix trade like you said besides the blabber it just wouldn't make sense to me you know, mm-hmm. to to get him to try to make the playoffs. This is a team team that's going to trade. Fame is is going to be a team that's looking to have him be one of the key pieces to get them over the hump. You also, if you're I mean? looking at it,
4: if you're looking at it from like a um, like a personnel management perspective, sending him to a team that is trying to make the playoffs, I don't think would be very good by him as like, you know. Like from an organizational standpoint to be like, Mm -hmm. oh, we're going to send you someplace where they're trying to make the playoffs, but they're not necessarily like already a title contender. So like you said, you want to be here and you said you want to be with the New York Knicks, but that's too bad. We're sending you to a team where you still might not make the playoffs, whatever. Like it looks better from an organizational standpoint to be like, here, we're not going to keep you only because we're sending you to a legitimate title contender please consider resigning with us in the off season, but understand yeah. this is nothing personal. And then exactly. that gets around the league. You know, they, they that's like goodwill that you build up. Just good points. Okay. Good points, so. man.
3: Um, how are you looking on time? You good? I think I'm all right for about another five, 10
4: minutes. Right. Yeah. Okay. For, okay. for people that don't know, I'm going on Nick time. Yeah. to that so was steal your
3: time today. I'm running man. the gauntlet. You know what I mean? I'm <laughs> doing both. So both in one good. night. Oh, all, all good, man. Um, let's go to JJ from Brooklyn. JJ, how you feeling, man?
6: Yo, what's going on? Good evening. How you guys doing, man? Good. What's going on, bro? Good. Not much, man. Uh, I just want to basically talk about Mitch real quick. Uh, I love Mitch. Don't get me wrong, but he's just gotta get stronger. I know Harold's a beast, but he just ate him down there all game. You know, like you yeah. should have put. I know it sounds crazy to put say put Randall on him, but it would it would kind of be a better matchup. He's a little stronger. You know what I mean?
3: I I thought Randall fared a little bit better. I just think Harold's his game yeah. was so crafty. Um, the way he just bullied yeah. him inside and got real low, they just had no answers, man. Because right. by the time you look, he was right there at the basket, and and he had his guys under the basket a lot of times. Right. So, um, he, he did a good job neutralizing right, right. Mitch, man. That was that was a real solid effort by by Harold. Yeah.
6: Yeah, can I say, um, last time I called, I was talking about, you know, possibly signing shooters in the offseason, mm-hmm. and I was talking about Joe Harris and Bogdanovich from the Kings. I know people thought I was saying, like, training for them. I know we can't trade for them. They're free agents. I'm saying in the offseason, obviously, we needed a shooter at the two spots. So when I saw those two free agents, it just said, oh, those guys will be good fits for what we need. You know what I mean? I know it wouldn't be flashy, but I think it would be kind of needed for us. You know?
3: Yeah, Bogdanovich. I I'd love to get Bogdanovich on in for sure, man. Yeah, the price is right. The price yeah. is right. It's like yeah. everything. De- definitely. We we desperately need the shooting. No no doubt about it. That De- definitely need the shooter, man. Um, Zay from Maryland's up next. Zay, how you doing, man? Hey, what's going on, man? How you feeling? G- good, bro.
7: What's going
3: on? Good, good, good. No,
8: man. I just wanted to talk to you guys about like. The fact that people like, are, like, looking at this game, seeing this game, and then just saying, okay, cool, let's trade, you know, let's trade more, so let's trade. Like, people still saying, let's trade Randall or anything like that. It's just kind of crazy to me because, like, mm. they're the key pieces of scoring. Like, other than that, we're not, we wouldn't be scoring as much as we're scoring. The fact that we went into L.A. and put up, like, a competitive game like this is, like, it's it's still a good game to be like, okay, the Knicks are looking a lot better than before, especially with Fisdale out. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you got to pay attention to like the Clippers, when the Clippers first traded Chris Paul. When the Clippers first traded Chris Paul, they got back Montrezl Harrell, and they got back a few pieces and a pick or whatever like that. And, you know, Pat Beverly and all that went to the Clippers management and said, hey, like, are we scrapping the whole thing and just straight going young, or are we still going to be competitive? And they ended up expanding Lou Will and then now their key pieces off the bench is Lou Will mm-hmm. and Montrezl Harrell. So it's like I feel like we still need some type of the veterans that we have right now are great veterans to continue to build from. We we already got a first round pick ourselves that's valuable. So I feel like we should keep what we have and try to build consistency. And like Mook or Marcus Morris and Randall are great vets to be like leading to at least until we can all get on the same page with all the young guys. But we, we can't even develop the young guys we have, but we want to get more draft picks. I just, I just don't get there. Like, like what's your thought on that? Like Why would we want to go and get more draft picks?
3: You, you still need more talent, man. You still need mm-hmm. more talent. It's not to say that a draft pick is going to be guaranteed to be talent, but we're at the bottom of the league, man. We're at the bottom of the barrel. We need talent, and we need young talent. You, you know what I mean? We need shooters. We meet, need more defensive big men. We need a, point, a solid point guard. So, if you can get another asset for Morris and potentially bring him back, I would definitely do that. I would definitely do that.
4: Yeah, and it's not like you believe but, in But have we ever. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead,
3: go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead Jay. Finish, finish your point. I'm
8: saying, has there ever been anything like in history to where, oh, a team has traded a player away and then they came back right in that same offseason? Like, that's just, that's not. That's not realistic if we expect him to just automatically come back after being on a winning team, if he's going to get a contract regardless. So the the best thing is to do a solid with him and say, hey, let's extend you. I would extend him to the end of Randall's contract and run with them, him and Randall, towards the end of Randall's contract and just try to build with the young guys we have and give the young – yeah, we, we have a draft already. We go and get a big man or we go and get a point guard. Those are the two things that we're really bad at right now is a backup big man other than Mitch Cause Taj Gibson is duty, like – he was horrible tonight, and like I, at this point, I'd rather mid-start than and 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 pull and have a short leash on him than have cars out there. Yeah, and then we go and get a point guard. We have shooters. We just got to learn how to get no, them in the we Don't have game. shooters.
3: That's the problem.
8: Even uh,
3: we need we need more we need even, more uh, shooters what's
8: name? Name this, this
3: Okay, I mean oh oh, Bullock? I feel I, I feel like uh,
8: but
3: No, you you were saying we we had shooters. Who were you referring to, Bulla?
8: Yeah, I feel like Bullock is a good shooter. You know, he just he's just getting back, and he already dropped like some good shots in two games, three games. So I feel like getting him in the mix, getting um, Tread needs a minute. You know, we're just letting Tread just sit and, and and not do anything. I mean, I don't get that point. Uh, Dotson, we have Dotson as well, but Dotson whenever Dotson gets minutes, he could do. So it's not like we're like straight without a shooter. And if we keep Marcus Morris, we have a shooter, and then we go to go to the draft get a. Uh, a point guard that can shoot. There's a lot of point guards in the draft that's going to be in the draft that can shoot, and we have a solid team. The, the part of the issue early is with having R.J. Barrett and, you know, having R.J. Barrett and Frank start, that's, yeah, there's no shooting coming from there, but we got to be able to mix the up so we have more shooting than than that than not.
4: Well, that's fair. Al, uh, uh, what were your points uh, that you were going to make? Well, so I was going to say just in regards to the Morris thing, uh, for one – you can't extend him during the season just due to CBA rules, so that can't happen during the season. They have to let him hit free agency regardless, and so they'd have to offer him a contract. Then you can maybe try to sign him through Randall's deal, but all that would be would be a one plus one deal, which I, I doubt that you're going to get Morris to commit to a uh, team option for the second year, like what, <clears throat> like what Randall has. Excuse me. Mm. Um, but then uh, uh, the other thing with the it, the fact that, you know, the it, him being traded and then re signing is kind of unprecedented. I think I brought this up on the last show here, but it's different for the Knicks because in most cases things don't work like that in the in the NBA. It's usually something you see more in the MLB. The Yankees did with Chapman, for example. Right. Uh, but that's because there's unlimited money in baseball. The, the reason it doesn't exactly. usually work in the NBA is because there's not unlimited money in the NBA. And usually the way those sort of transactions work is that, you know, you trade your expiring contract to take on someone else's multi-year contract plus a pick or something. And the Knicks may even end up doing that for Morris. If, you know, if that's what the situation dictates, but even if they did that, they still have so much expiring money coming off the books this coming off season that they're in a unique position where they could actually bring him back on to uh, so the final point. Had I had a good about- deal. Exactly. And still give him good money. Like they did this past off season. Facts. And then to the to the final point there about why would he come back to the Knicks after playing for a winning team, I mean you can make the same point about this past offseason. Why would he why would he come to the Knicks from a winning team, which he did. He came from the Celtics and then came to the Knicks instead after initially agreeing to a deal with the Spurs, with who nobody knew were gonna be bad this year. Facts. And maybe with him wouldn't be bad this year. Who knows? But um, you know, he he turned down the offer. I mean, it's clear. The one thing that seems like it's pretty clear with him is that proximity to home is pretty important to him. So the only team that I can maybe see being a, a threat.
3: Just don't trade him to Philly. <laughs> trade him to <laughs> Philly. and then maybe back.
4: Yeah, and maybe he'll just want to resign there. But yeah. any other team you trade him to, I could see realistically if the Knicks then offered him basically the same contract next offseason, then he'd probably take it. Or back. he'd at least very strongly consider it because it seems like he really enjoys being close to home at this point in his career.
3: I mean, listen. He's not wrong. Zay had good points. You know what I mean. M- Morris yeah, no, Kane, helped, he he's helping this team. You could see. You could see his impact on the team. Mm-hmm. His impact on the young guys. Um, yo, he's he's playing as good as basketball as uh, as can be right now. This is this is career a career year for him, and he's certainly being a leader on this team. He's saying all the right things. He wants to be here. I just think you got to investigate. You, you got to see what you can get back for him. And he's putting on a good a damn good audition. And to me, you got to still be in asset acquisition mode. Uh, whether whether you're going to use the picks or you're going to use them as leverage in a trade down the road. You don't know. Yeah. You know what I mean? You, you, mm-hmm. you just don't know. Um, back to the phones. Let's go to um, Ron Cleveland's up next. He wants to talk about the game tonight. Ron, how you feeling, Man,
9: man. 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 This, this game tonight, man. How I feel about this game, man. Hey, them guys. Them guys need to be locked in the gym working
3: on feetos, man. It's yeah, ridiculous. yo, Ron. Ron, it's do ridiculous. me a favor, cause cause your your connection is kind of um staticky. Hang up and call back, and I'll put you right in after the next call. Cause I'm not sure if it's your connection right. or um or it's a switchboard. Nate from Rochester, yup. What's going on, man? What's up,
9: guys?
3: What's going on, man? Yep.
10: But, uh yeah, I just want to talk about um, the uh, the rest of the night because those technical fouls, like, they were – it was two whole possessions worth of, like, points that we lost on. Yeah,
3: and, and everything, momentum, not everything. Saying, like, none of them were
10: undeserved. But... Yeah, it was just, like, that low-key cost us the game, but it wasn't even just that. And this is kind of just a general point, but you can't guard, like, shooters coming off a screen anymore and, like, with the new freedom uh, of the freedom of movement rules. Just because, like, every time we do like, I have this with Frank all the time when he gets up close. Like, they call a foul immediately. So he can't get close to them. And then they just get an open shot tired of that, or they call the foul and his free throws. And it's just, it's kind of frustrating to see, honestly. And that's why you get all these, like, 140-point games that we're seeing now. And, like, we haven't seen in like, I don't think ever really, but, you know.
3: Yeah, listen, ref, refs um definitely uh, weren't good tonight. I'll, I'll give you that. Um, the technical fouls definitely took us took our whole momentum away from the second quarter, and that was basically the game. Um, you know, us trying to come back. Yeah, we came we came back, kept it close. But again, the turnovers, the missed free throws. You, you're just not gonna win that way against one of the best teams in the league. You just can't do it. And you know, in terms of guarding the three alleys, right. But on the flip side, that's Lou Will. That's that's who Lou Will is man at one point he hit three straight three pointers um Mm -hmm. and sometimes it just doesn't matter who you have on him that that's just the the essence of Lou Williams man he's a beast
4: yeah yeah he hit some of them wide open which was a shame like you really got to play better defense on him than that but some of them it was just like man I don't even know how he hit that but he did because that's just what he does (laughs) you know he's he's too good too good you know I I don't often enjoy Wally Zerbiak's commentary but he did make the one comment during this (laughs) game of uh uh, he makes three pointers look like a free throw, and he really does. It's It looks very effortless for him. Yeah. On that note, I do have to go, though. Yeah, so go gotta, ahead, man. I got to bounce out. Good, so, good stuff, bro. It was good seeing you guys. Uh, follow PT Nick's blog. Follow at Locked on Nick's. Follow at the Alex Wolf. Follow at Nick's SI. All that good shit. All right. Talk yes, to you guys sir. later.
3: Alex Wolf, man. Good stuff, man. Thanks for coming on, bro. hmm. That was uh, Alex Wolf of posting and toasting coming through. Take a couple calls. He's, uh, he's about to head over to the Nick of Time show because that's where Jay Ellis and the gang are they're, they're recording their podcast tonight, so we'll take it from here. Solo dolo suits so everybody in the chat once again. Had a couple technical difficulties early in the evening, but we're back and we're ready to roll. Um, hit that thumbs up button for your boys. Another tough loss for us tonight, but what, what are you going to do, man? Uh, you know, listen, you are you. Uh, you, you you give them credit. They're playing a lot better. They played two good games. They just, it's, it's a sign of a bad team. Bad teams don't know how to close. And obviously this was a tall order against a Clipper team. Nick, shout out to an incredible start. You know, the, the, you have to give them credit. Past three games, they've been coming out the gates very well. Very sharp. Uh, they just could not sustain uh, that effort. The second quarter when things got out of hand with the technical fouls. Uh, on top of that, you had Lou Williams, Montres Harrell going off and um that that's just all she wrote man that that is just all she wrote so uh let us see what they uh what they bounce back with against the lakers on on tuesday night An- another tough game but we'll, we'll see how what they uh what they have in store uh antoine from uh no let's go back to ron ron is back up next to see if the connection's a little better this sounds a little bit better ron what's going on man yeah man cp man hey uh-huh.
9: And this it's loss tonight is straight up on, on our players, man. You got you got to hit your free throws, man. You gotta shoot your free throws. Twenty four for, for thirty
3: seven again. Twenty four for thirty seven once Them again, Ron. That,
9: that that's ridiculous, man. Them guys need to be locked in the gym and just shooting free throws. <laughs> you know what I mean? And uh hey, Hey, I got. Hey, you gotta give me some time, man, because I I gotta give some guys some shout out, man. Yeah, go hey, on, man. Some guys called me out for, for talking about Miller. <laughs> you know what I mean? When we took that first loss, when you know, you know, everything was the, the meter, the meter was hot.
11: Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Hey,
9: you know, they were talking about hey, Miller ain't ain't even was far fetched to think that we would change even the interim coach. You know, you know, emotions was high. But I gotta get them guys the credit, they call me out. Hey CP, hey C.P. the artist and there was another guy, man. He <laughs> know who he is, man, but uh but I'm a, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you like this. I think we got a coach. I don't I don't think we gotta go looking for another coach. I think I think we extend miller. But um another thing that I wanted to touch on is and nobody has said anything about it. Allen Houston needs to be our GM, and I'm going to tell you why. CP, Alan Houston was the one who pushed
3: for Miller to get that yeah, job. It's Alan general. Houston and Phil. And Phil, got to give Phil credit as well. Phil brought him in here to to run the triangle in Westchester. Yeah, and and, and the thing is, is Alan Houston, remember, he was being groomed to
9: take over as the president of yeah. the Knicks. You know what I mean? And And, and another thing, I have to – I don't know. I was watching the game tonight, man, and Chauncey Billups, I got to give him a lot of credit. I was watching it on on the league pass, and I wasn't watching it on our home broadcast. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And Chauncey Billups, he said they were talking about the Knicks, how they're playing under Miller, and Chauncey Billups brought up the point. He said that the way the Knicks is playing right now is an indictment. His exact words was an indictment on Fisdale. And I was like, "Wow!" I said, mean, "This is the first—the first person to really call it like it is." You know what I mean? Like what we've been seeing all year on why the team was was sucking.
3: You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You know, a lot of and, the coaches, you know, in came plan, out in, in defense of Fizz, but Chauncey, you're right. Chauncey did come out and and you know gave Miller credit. And Miller, Miller, he said it himself. Yeah, he's he, keeping it simple. You know what I mean? A lot of the things, they, they, they're they not switching as much on the defensive end. All right, tonight, may, maybe that hurt him a little bit. But offensively, you've seen way more pick and rolls being executed out there. The after-timeout execution is a lot more crisp. He's He's got Randall playing within his game, and that was one of the things. Exactly. You know, that was one of the things Fizdale was doing is he had Randall stretch a little bit, but that wasn't to our benefit. You know what I mean? I, I don't think it was necessarily a bad thing to have him do that. Or to give him to give him that responsibility, but once he showed that he couldn't handle it, you needed to dial it back and make those adjustments. And Fizz just didn't do that. Mike Miller is doing that, and, and that's and just that's, part of just keeping things simple. Yeah, and that's
9: the size of that's the signs of, of a great coach is being able to adjust and fit in your scheme to fit your players, not running what you want to run yeah. and ex- expecting these guys to be able to handle it. If they can't handle it, and you see it, being a coach is like being a teacher. If you're in a classroom and you're a teacher and you got some students that ain't getting what you're teaching, you need to adjust. Everybody going to learn the same way. You know what I mean? And, and my last point, CP, mm-hmm. we cannot trade Marcus Morris. We cannot trade Marcus Morris. No way. No way, man.
11: Mm.
9: I'm going to tell you, what we need to be looking at trying to move is Kevin Knox because I'm really concerned about him. Kevin Knox is lazy. He's lazy on defense. And his, and his offense ain't nothing to write home about. Let's just be real. We, we, we've seen enough of him. We know who he is by now. Kevin Knox, I, I'm really concerned about that kid. And I'm telling you like this, being a ball player, hey, and I'm not worried about nobody come taking my spot. If I'm not balling, if, I'm, if I ain't balling, that means I should lose my spot. You know what I mean? But if, if he was that guy, if Kevin Knox was that guy, it wouldn't make a difference who the Knicks bring in he would still be balling. You see what I'm saying? When yeah. I look at him, he looks lost. He looks lost, and I'm worried about
3: it. I, I Listen, you're not wrong, man. You're definitely, definitely not wrong. Another minus 11, 2-point outing, two field goal attempt night for Kev. He just, you know, he came out the gates hot this season, man. He just doesn't have it right now. And it starts with the effort, starts on the defensive end. We know that's not a strong suit, but... Offensively, you know, he came up he jacked up a three-pointer. That was a terrible shot that I seen him try. Uh he's kind of looking lost out there. Kevin's definitely looking lost out there. So I definitely agree with that. I'm not trying to trade him. You know, it's very young. Kevin's still a project, man. And I always thought he he left college a bit too early, still very raw. They they got to give him, you know, some some coaching. And how does he get that coaching right now? I'm not sure because right now he's just not earning those minutes. Portis is has outplayed him. You you try to trade Portis by February. You know, the only problem with Portis is that once he gets going, he tries to do it all. You know, Portis tries to boil the ocean. Once he gets two three, two or four, you know, points in a row, he he's trying to go for for the jugular and and that's when things get a little bit hairy with Portis. You know, you got to you got to dial it back. Definitely got to dial it back. So We'll see what happens there. As far as Allen Houston, I think you know the way things are going right now. I don't know what the likelihood is that that Mills is retained or something, but I think Allen Houston has is going to have some longevity within the organization. He's a, he's the g- general manager of the Westchester Knicks right now. Westchester certainly has it rolling, and I think uh, they're definitely um, going to he's going to be kept in the organization in some capacity. Will he be the future GM? We'll see. Time will tell. I'm, I'm really not sure what direction they're going because, again, with the Blatt signing and everything, you would think that Mills gets kept, but it, it's hard to it's hard to really say which way they're gonna go. But I think Allen Houston is uh is is safe. I, I think H2O is definitely safe, man. Salute to everybody in the chat once again. Happy Sunday, everybody. I want to salute the super chats that came in. We had a super chat from Taya Clay, Knicks fan checking in from San Antonio. He says free throws. Free throws is the name of the game. Bad book one. He's a Bulls fan. Knicks fan TV supporter. Sends us a ten dollar super chat. He says free throws and fouls. Next practice an hour, nothing but free throws. Uh Pierce Crossley sends us a five dollar British pound. Salute to Pierce, everybody in the UK. And once again, free throws cost us uh enjoying watching the knicks again after a horrible start keep up the good work salute to you pierce uh if you guys are new in the chat leave me a hashtag new wherever you guys are checking in from around the world uh and also what city you guys are checking in from let me know and uh and i'll definitely shout you guys out man yeah another another tough loss another tough loss for the knicks let's go to Logs, Maine, and and hear what he has to say about it how you feeling man Yeah, what's doing cb how you doing bro I'm like, right. hey,
8: look, right, I want to talk about this uh Morris and Randall situation, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like both of them are uh, power forwards.
11: Mm-hmm.
8: So, like, if you had a choice, would you resign Morris and trade Randall? Because I feel like if you keep Randall, you got to trade Morris. So what I want to ask you is is what would you do? Would you trade Morris and keep? And keep Randall, or would you trade Randall and keep Moore? Because I feel like both of them are power forwards. You can't keep playing Moores at small forward. He can play small forward, but I don't feel like he's a small forward. And I want to know what you think about that.
3: Yeah, I mean, I think they have been playing a little bit better together, man. I think they—they, they, you know—the—the—the the, um, the spacing was was a little bit rough, rough going in, in spurts to start the season, but I think they've been playing um, fairly well together. I'm not necessarily. I, I like how this new look Randall has been playing on on the Miller man. So I'm not necessarily trying to trade Morris. Uh, I mean Randall at this juncture. What well, like I said, I'm looking into a Morris trade right now. If he if he's willing to to uh, to to go somewhere and come back, but um I, I say keep both of them for right now. Keep keep both of them for right now. Where where would you go? Still there? I think I think he left. okay. Am I, I can't I can't hear you. I can't I can't even hear you. Oh, you, 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 can you hear me now? Oh yeah 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 I can hear all, you. All right, my fault, man. Let's go to let's go to Antoine in North Carolina. Los main, try to call back Antoine. What's good, bro? What's good, CP? Chill, man, how you feeling? I'm
12: good, man. I thought you was gonna throw me in the river earlier. He was like, you go there." Nah, man, let's go over to some other.
3: Nah, you know what? Yeah, I had to get Ron Cleveland back in because I told him I would, I would get him back on next. Man, I pump faked you a little yeah, bit. Man. Yeah, yeah, I fine.
12: heard. I heard. I was like, man, <laughs> CP about to
4: throw me away, bro.
12: <laughs> hey, look, hey, look, man. You know, you know, I, you know, I generally, you know, I agree with what you say, bro. Like, I'm, a, I'm gonna disagree with you in a lot of the callers tonight, bro. Look, mm-hmm. man, I think one of the problems that the Knicks have, man, is like we. We like to trade too many people, bro. You know what I'm saying? Look, yeah. I think these trade ideas is dumb.
11: Mm. You know
12: what I'm saying? We Whoever's saying trade R.J. Barrett don't know basketball, man. That's dumb. Yeah, that, that, I'm not, I'm not,
3: that I'm not on Somebody's board. not with. I'm playing. definitely not on board
12: with that. Yeah. Kind of, look, I, I, you know, I was the one that called you, like, a while back. You know, I was letting you know um, R.J. is playing out of position. See, the thing is, man, I'm here in Raleigh Dunn. And so I've seen R.J. like on a nightly basis. R.J. is used to having the ball. You know what I'm saying? And now that he's with the Knicks, you know, he don't control the ball. You know what I'm saying? That's why, you know, his shooting, he's a good shooter. I'm getting tired of people saying he's a bad shooter. He's a bad shooter with the Knicks because he doesn't control the ball. You know what I'm saying? So that's something he got to adjust to. But trade him, get out of here with that. The second trade they're talking about, man, why would we ever let Morris go? Morris Randall, Ooh, talking about trade. I'm, I, I think the problem with us, man, is we keep trade making bad trades, man. The Knicks should be trying to figure out how to keep Morris, like not even to not let another team look at him. You know what I'm saying? And 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 last but not least, you know, I'm, I want you to talk on those. And last but not least, man, two things. We, we gotta we we gotta spend like hours on free throws, man, right? because I think yeah. we've lost a couple games just on free throws. You feel me? Oh, we and lost yeah, we I, lost a ton of games. Mills. Here. Yeah. Mills has to be fired, bro. Mills is garbage. <laughs> you know? I'm telling he's gotta go, man. Houston sounds good to me. And and oh, you know another thing, man, I caught on too. I don't know how many other Knicks fans is not watching. Look, if you if the other Knicks fans get a chance, watch or if there's any way they can see, look at our our G League team, bro. There's some guys on that team that can come up, you know? And we need to send Knox to the G League because he thinks he can't be replaced out there, man. He ain't got no engine. He he ain't got no fire under him, you know what I'm saying? I think sometimes when you send good players to the G League, man, you know what I'm saying? They understand, I got to play at my best, you know what I'm saying? Right now, Knox is playing like he can't be traded.
3: Let let me ask you a question, though. Yeah. Um, of the young core that we have here right now, what, who who are you confident in in, in terms of being being a long term contributor to this team of, of the young core right now? We have RJ, we oh. have Mitch, we have Kev, DSJ, Iso, Frank. Um, DSJ can go. Okay. Yeah,
12: um, I, I I believe in this. I believe as far as young people, I agree with you. Like Knox. Keep him for now. I just think, like, look, send him to the G League for, you know what I'm saying, letting him understand that he can be treated, you know what I'm saying, and that if he ain't balling, he can go. We definitely got to keep RJ, and I'm just talking young people like we just said. Okay. You know what I'm saying? We got to see what RJ can do. This is rookie year. People talking about trading
3: him? That's crazy. You know? um, so, it's, it's, DSJ, it's Man, it's, We don't need him. Yeah, so DSA. So, so, really, it's RJ and Mitch, right? Or are you an ISO fan, too? RJ and Knox. Yeah, but but look, but
12: we gotta keep but we gotta keep Randall and we gotta keep Morris. Those guys Just, can't go nowhere, bro. Well, see, this is like, And then Philly, it, you know the whole thing with Philly with the process, I ain't yeah. saying we should be like Philly, but man, we, we still got trades coming. Look, we're gonna get a high pick. You know what I'm saying? Let's build our team. Stop trading
3: people. I, you know, listen, I mean, I, who I cares if we're we not good for two years? Because the problem is, is that how much is Marcus me, Mar- Morris really going to be worth to you by the time you're really ready to make moves? That's the problem. That's the problem. How much How much is he really going to be worth to you by the time you're really ready to make noise? Yo, he's a great player, man. He's a leader on this team. Do not get me wrong. I'm not trying to sell his contribution short to this team right now. He's helping this team compete. They're fighting. They have an attitude. And a lot of that has to do with him, no doubt. But if if a team out there is offering you a, a chance to get a first round pick, to get another asset in here, to potentially add to this core, and you're already not sold on some of these guys, we have to continue to be in asset acquisition mode. This this is we're not we're not ready to just settle with with what we have no it's not trading everybody here and there but you still have to be in the business of asset acquisition because maybe this pick turns out to be a good play in your rotation maybe this pick turns into something that you need to package down the road and get another talent upgrade Knicks have a lot of holes to fill man the 10 and 20 something for a reason like marcus marcus is marcus marcus is a good player but you know, let let's you know be honest with ourselves here. We we got upgrade. we got upgrades abound. So I'm I'm trying to trade him, and if he wants to come back, like we said when Alex was on, the Knicks have an opportunity to do something that no other team can do, and that's offer him a boatload of money for one year. A boatload of money. Not no other team, but li- very limited his options in terms of where he wants to play. And 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 so on. So you make the trade. You, you yourself said Knox needs to go to the G League. Get rid of GSJ. This that and the third. We we need to continue to 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 try to get some more assets in here. Anthony from Brooklyn, what's going on, man? Hello. Yep. What's up, bro?
1: Yeah. What's up, bro? Man, listen. Yeah. I feel like, first off, Knicks fans are too impatient, man. Like, I'm tired of I'm tired of this whole trade, trade, trade thing. Like, it's so annoying. And it's like, the Knicks have a... It's like, they're consistently inconsistent rosters. is one of the reasons why they've been trash for 20 years. Because it's like, every year they feel like if they make a trade, they're going to be good the following year. And it's like, you have to consistently improve on your your winning. Because if you don't win, then nobody's going to want to come here. And if you continue turning over your roster, then you won't win. It's
3: simple. But, you, but you're not going to you, like, you're not going to be get. you're not going to be turning over your whole roster. You, you, you're trading a piece that can bring you back more value. That's what I'm saying. But it's not it's not it. It. it's not losing like patience. LBJ. You're not losing patience with, with RJ or with Mitch. That's your young core. That's what the team is about.
1: Uh check this out. Check this out. You're talking about assets. The Knicks already have a bunch of draft capital. That's number one. Number two, is the Knicks known to be an organization that make great draft picks? Are we kidding ourselves here? You acting like they OKC with Durant, Westbrook, Ibaka, and and and, and um Jackson. The Knicks do not draft great players. Let's speak for the buck, number two. They don't even develop their players. Number three, no we... player come to the Knicks and overachieve. But they that... always underachieve when they get here. So I feel like we need to work on the organization's foundation before we even look to talk about trade, trade, trade. Work on improving your players, a.k.a. Dinwiddie, a.k.a. Aris, a.k.a. Marcus Harrow. Who scored three points per game this first year? Six points his second, nine, then 11. Now he's a beast.
3: Right, but that's. And we're
1: here talking about trade. trade, trade. That's
3: developing. That's, developing. that's like, the
1: development that we're talking about. Exactly. Let's focus on developing and not trading. And it's like But that's what we're trying like, to do,
3: man. Appreciate the call. That's what we're trying to do. We're trying to develop our youngsters, but we're trying to get more talent in here. Listen, I'm not underselling Marcus Morris's talent. He just dropped 38 points tonight on the Clippers. 13 for 19 on the field. He's beasting this season. He's having a positive impact on this team, no doubt about it. All I'm saying is if a team is gonna offer you some future value, that you can either use as another foundation piece. You just spoke about foundation. Then you got to go for it. He says, who if they drafted? You like Mitch, right? Mitch is a good piece. We'll see what RJ becomes. You got to keep drafting. Yeah, sometimes you're going to miss on players. And sometimes you got to hit. The draft is not an exact science. Right now, we're, we're trying to get that uh, uh, that system going. Uh, of drafting and cultivating and, and developing plays. Right now, they're trying to get that together. So that's why I say you, you trade him. You, 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 what what are they winning with him right now? They're not winning anything with him right now. You got to try to trade him, man. Let's see. Who else wants a battle right now? It's all good, man. I'll, I'll take it. CP the artist. What's good? You don't want to trade Mars. What's going on?
13: What's up, man? Hey, first of all, let me give a shout-out to Ron Cleveland for yeah. taking my advice, you know, because I'm the man of reason. I wish Ari would do the same thing, and I hope you would do the same thing, uh, here, here I on. go. Here we go. All right, come on. All right, look, look, you say trade Morris, but you got to remember one simple thing, bro. Mm-hmm. The grass may green, the grass might be greener on the other side, but you still got to water it. Okay. You have no idea what we're going to get. You None. trade Morris to, uh, let's say, the Clippers, who want who are interested in them. Yeah. They gave a whole lot of picks to um, OKC for uh, Paul George. So our picks, if they do say they want to give us a, a late-round pick, won't be until probably, what, 2025? No, no,
3: no. By they have time, this year's. They have this year's.
13: Who cares for trade. this?
3: They have this year's.
13: They have what? They have their, they they have can who? trade
3: their pick this year.
13: So, okay, so even even with that case, if I look at I look at the games today, mm-hmm. and one thing that Morris does, he he provides more leadership than Julius Randle does. I totally. Agree. You take that void away of leadership and coming to the game ready, you're going to have sixteen and eighty two game seasons forever until and and then the, this this uh this fantasy of having this draft pick you're still going to have to develop them so when is it that we're going to have veterans that's going to be on our team that's going to teach these young players how to even win because we're going to have to get veterans next year anyway so my so so hopefully you see my point
3: i see your point i see i see everybody's point this this is just my opinion this is just where i'm going with it right now because I just feel like I still understand you an yeah. so let me ask you so what happens if we leave if he leaves he leaves he goes out the door he leaves for nothing Question. what are you gonna say thanks for the 20 wins you are a beast thanks for nothing you get nothing
13: Question. in return hey, but you know what though we do not know what we're going to have in a in a in a, in a late round uh, draft pick you, I mean, like who? I mean, this is a weak draft we're going into. Right? Am I right or wrong? Hey, listen, they say, they say that like every
3: what? year, man. They say that about
13: every draft, oh, man. You, you heard? You've been hearing okay, that about every draft. Question, quick cut. So you know what the thirtieth pick in the draft is I, going to be? I have no idea.
3: I have no idea. But I, all I'm saying is that that's it's another exactly piece. our point. We don't have all no I'm idea. Saying <laughs> is
13: it's, it's another
3: piece that can be potential to help this team down the road. It's another piece that could be a potential it could be asset another piece that's gonna be at the, the end road. of the bench. Yeah, catches, maybe. Maybe it's a it's it another could,
13: flop. It catches Splinters. <laughs> Who knows? You never it could know. be another it, it could be another piece that we got put in the G League, man. <laughs> hey, listen, you're right.
3: You're right. And that that's a chance we gotta take, man. Every young player is not gonna pan out. You have to continue to draft these kids or use it as leverage and get more talent upgrades. We're a long way away from competing. By the time we are ready to do anything, Marcus Morris will be completely useless to your team. He's 30 years old right now. How at how how long do you think he can put, put the, these numbers up for? What happens if he walks out the door? What are you going to say? Thanks, thanks for the 20 wins? That's all I'm saying, man. You got to investigate. I'm not saying give him up for, to, to get second round this year. You got to investigate. See what's going on. You know what I mean? Um, so to everybody in the chat, once again, hit that thumbs up button for your boy. Uh, This is Sunday night. Knicks. Knicks lose 135 to 132 in L.A. The first game at the Staples Center, they got the Lakers coming up Tuesday night. So tough one. After they uh, uh, they blew a 16 point lead, 16 point lead was blown in the first quarter. Clippers go up 16 in the second quarter and uh, basically had a had a commanding lead. Knicks were able to cut this game to three three separate times in the fourth quarter. Just couldn't just couldn't get the key stops. Could not hit their free throws down the clutch. Even when they had a couple and ones, you saw Frank get to the line, had an and one, couldn't hit. Marcus Morris had an and one, couldn't hit. Uh, and, and free throws, twenty four or thirty seven from the free, free throw line. Uh, that just wasn't gonna get it done, man. So they fall to the Clipper team who scored eighty five points off the bench. This team scored eighty five points off the bench. Uh Paul George, Montrez Harrell, and Lou Williams doing the damage. You had uh thirty two points for Paul George, nine of fourteen shooting. You had uh thirty-four points from Montrez Harrell, thirteen and twenty-one shooting, and then thirty-two points from Lou Will, probably the best six man who ever lived, um, straight up assassin. And and that was it, man. That 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 was the story of the game. So salute to everybody in the chat. It once again, hit that thumbs up button for your boy. Make sure you share these videos as well. I tell you guys all the time, uh, very important to share these videos. It goes a long way. Text text your friend, that's the Knicks fan, your family, share it on Facebook, Twitter. Let them know, Knicks Fan TV, number one show for the fans by the fans. Also remember, uh, Knicks versus Nets, January 26th at MSG. We will be there and hosting a, a uh, watch event. Uh, we'll be having tickets to the game access to the pregame shoot around and the opportunity to take a free throw on the Madison square garden court, the free throw contest that you can't miss. And, uh, yeah, man, it's bound to be a good time. So hopefully we'll see some more people there and, and you guys will join in on, on the fun. All right. All right. Let's go back to the phones. Who we got next? We have, um, Mo Cash, Long Island in the building. Mo Cash, what's going on, man? Hello? All right, more cash going once. Lost more cash. We got a super chat in here. Michael Parker, number one fan of the show, sends us a super chat. Appreciate that, man. He says, salute to the chat. Happy New Year, Michael Parker. Big Surge, want to shout out Big Surge for the super chat. Uh, He he was talking about the Randall-Morris comparison. He says, Randall's a better passer and rebounder. Morris, better shooter and a leader. It's a tough call between who you would want to keep. Uh, Escott says, please pull up Kawhi and Greek freak stats from the first two years and compare with RJ and not knock stats. So these calls will understand they need to be patient. Yeah, I think we need to be patient. Um, I'll, I'll try to pull those stats up before shows over. Definitely got to be patient. Doesn't necessarily mean that either one of these guys will be the Calloway players that Paul George and the Greek freak. are. I mean, Paul George. I mean, these are superstars. You know, George, the Greek freak is coming into his own. Doesn't necessarily uh, mean Kev is going to get there. I mean, the difference between these guys and Kev is a killer instinct, man. These guys are killers. And it doesn't mean that Kev won't reach that, that level, but that, that's the question right now. The, can he can he get there? I mean, can he get there? So, we'll see what happens, man. Um, so, to everybody in the chat, once again. All right, let's go back to the phone see what we got. We got Walt from Long Island. I want you to talk about the team? Well, how you feeling, man? Oh, I'm doing good, man. I'm doing all right. Yeah, yeah. Happy Sunday, man. How you doing? Yeah,
14: yes, yeah, sir. Um, I thought it was a good game that they played tonight. I just wanted to ask you a quick question. What do yeah. you think about like the window, as far as like a championship window? Because you know how Cass is talking about the younger players between uh, Kevin Knox. It's really Kevin Knox and Frank that. I'd be feeling that cats be really ready to go ahead and just hang it up on them. Yeah. But I just feel like, yo, I don't feel like our championship window is not going to be for like another four or five, maybe a little bit longer than that. As far as like when we actually going to be able to get a ring in the first place, you're looking at it like right now, as far as like, especially teams that are like our age and the kind of talent that they have. I'm like, you know, we, but they kept the, their best players are the players that they kept and they developed. So when I'd be thinking about it, I'd be like, I mean, what do you think as far as like uh the window, a championship window, as far as like the best players could be?
3: I have no idea, man. We're, right now we just don't have the talent to to even uh, uh equate a window right now. I, we just don't have we don't have that guy yet, man. We don't have that guy that's established to say, all right, this is the guy that's gonna put the team on his back, that go to guy, the guy in the clutch, the the guy that's gonna lead the team on both ends of the floor. You know, we just don't have it. We need a floor so general saying. who's going to establish themselves at the floor general. We need some more depth on the, on the defensive end. You, you know, we, we, we're we we're a long ways away. Then you go get a Marcus Morris to complete the equation. Not now. What's he doing for us now? We want 10 games, so people. So there's no window. Window doesn't exist so until saying. we get a talent upgrade
14: in here. All right, so I'm saying with the players, so R.J. Barrett, so you don't think yeah. five or six years that can't be no franchise player, our best
11: player? I, I
3: think I think R.J. can be one-off. I, I think he can be one-off. of. right. But until he improves his jumper, so I don't see it. I, I I don't see it. Until he, he right. improves that jump. I so don't see it.
14: Between Kevin Knox and Mitchell Robinson, you don't think between the two of them yeah. could be our second, could be the next superstar?
3: Mitch, I think, I think again, Mitch can be one of, but he's not going to be that guy. Like Mitch is a finisher. You know what I'm saying? A finisher, uh, that's not necessarily going to be, I think, Mitchell be like your your fourth guy. You know, your, your anchor on the defensive end. The guy that's going to finish on the lobs and and uh, give you some versatility on the defensive end. Is he going to be a guy that's going to be a go-to guy in that regard? Or is he going to be a dominant, you know, on the boards a la Dwight, Andre Drummond? I don't see that in him right now, but... Anything's possible, man. We're just a long way away from from defining a a championship window, man. But I I definitely appreciate the call. Walt's in it for the long haul, man. He's patient. He's definitely patient with it. You know, he's talking championship windows. I I don't know, man. Not not so sure. You know, we'll see. Like I said, it's a talent. It's a talent league. This draft is going to be important. Are we going to be talking Anthony Edwards? You know? Is Lamelo a cornerstone piece? Anthony Edwards looks like a cornerstone piece. So we got to see what happens. Just because we draft young young kids doesn't mean that, uh, you know, you're in line to start winning soon. It doesn't work that way. Look how long Orlando's been drafting. Look how long Sacramento's been drafting. Phoenix Suns, right? How long is it taking the Bucks? Bef- even before Greek Freak, the Bucks have been drafting. They haven't been mismanaging assets. They haven't been signing guys to crazy deals. Bucks have been just moving along, you know. Kings have been moving along. You, got, you gotta get the right guys, man. That that's just what it comes down to. It's a talent league. You have to get the right people, and, and that's just what it is, man. So to everybody in the chat, I, I see I see a lot of power talk going on in the chat. Everybody's looking forward to uh, power tonight. Uh, i'm i'm gonna uh go go watch it in a little bit so so let's let's uh let's see who killed ghosts and all of that I'm kind of just ready for power to be over man to be honest man to me the acting is just falling off a cliff and I just can't get with it man I just can't get with it but uh so I'm kind of just hanging on to the end just to see it close out. So we'll see what happens there. Um, also, this week I'll have um, as we as we talk about the draft, I'm going to have Corey Homicide Williams uh, is going to be coming on the show. We're going to do a podcast. He's down there in the NBL. Corey Homicide Williams was a uh, he was a streetball rocket park legend uh, in in New York, and he's since gone down to the NBL as a con- color commentator. <laughs> NBL is a National Basketball League down there in Australia, and so he's had a front row seat watching uh, R.J. Hampton and Lamelo Ball go at it. So we're going to talk to him about that, get his thoughts on on those two prospects, potential prospects for the Knicks, and, and get his thoughts on that. So that, that's going to be coming up on the podcast this week. Jack Peters' is homicide. Yeah, yeah, I know a lot of my Australians in the chat know about homicide. Um, so, yeah, he, he's going to be on the show. So to everybody in the chat once again hit that thumbs up button for your boys. Somebody was talking about uh uh the the championship window. somebody said you can't have a championship window without having a house <laughs> that's exactly right. We don't have the house we 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 don't have the house built right now, so we we just gotta keep going man just gotta keep going get the scouting together, get the development in order. Val Houston's going to be the guy in Westchester. Speaking of Westchester, man, Lamar Peters is beasting. Lamar Peters is beasting right now. Let me get um th- those highlights up. He dropped 10 straight three-pointers, 10 three-pointers in a Westchester game. Dropped 31 points last night, and so he's been killing. Uh, I'll get those, those highlights up shortly. But yeah, Lamar Peters, Westchester's beasting. You got uh uh Kenny Wooten going off I I think uh, uh Amir Hinton has been playing well in Westchester as well So hey something's in the sauce in Westchester man those boys have been been balling out for a couple of years now Back to the phones big surge what's up what's up man how you feeling
2: Yo CP what's good man Yo I got to salute my man Ron Cleveland yeah. finally somebody brought up the fact that Fizz is bum juice, and Chauncey Billis finally said it on NBA TV. Yeah, so that's
3: what's up. yeah. everybody yeah, in the fraternity
2: has in waiting for the media. I've been waiting the for, Knicks, media, for Stephen A. Yeah, i am waiting for Stephen A. And all these guys to, you know, all admit that, yeah, he's a nice guy, but, yo, know, this is just, it, it looks really bad for him as a coach because Mike Miller is making him look like horrible. Yeah. I'm surprised if he would ever get another head coaching job. You know what I'm saying? But you know what? I'm really proud of the team tonight, bro. This is the team I thought we would have. Unfortunately, it kind of makes Mills kind of look a little right, which kind of (laughs) sucks. But, yo, even without Kawhi, even without Kawhi, bro, yo, bro, we played hard. You know, Mook did his L.A. audition tape. You know what I'm saying? Um, Mills still got to go, bro. Whoever is on that Mills bandwagon, every time they call in, brother, I'm with you. This cat got to go. I don't know too much about Allen Houston. I think that's a negatory because, you know, I don't know what kind of experience he got. Just because he said Mike Miller, I mean that, that really not that doesn't really speak to me, bro. <laughs> Another thing, yeah, I'm getting tired. I'm getting real tired of the Knicks getting bashed for this power forward nonsense, bro. I thought we were living in a positionless NBA where they're just front court players. You know what I'm saying? They mm-hmm. took away positions. But yet when it comes to the Knicks, oh, we got five power forwards. Wait yeah. a minute. I thought it was front court players, wing players, perimeter players. Why is it positionless basketball only when it comes to the Knicks mistakes?
11: Yeah.
2: Then all of a sudden we got ten power forwards, bro. I mean, I think that's stupid. You know what I'm saying? And as far as uh my man talking about championship window, oh dude, I love you, brother. I love you, brother. But the championship <laughs> window is my lifetime. Which is maybe like another fifty years, bro. You know what I'm saying? But Serge, respect, you going for 50 though, years window, You going tell, for the for that's you going for 100. Than me. I said playoffs the other day. I said playoffs the other day. And oh my god. CP told me not to go back in the chat. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It was, it was deadly the in cha- there. It was deadly the the in there. The chat was so, roasted, dude. Oh my brother. I, I got to love you. I got to love you, bro. The, the, the chat and uh, roasty, and bro. as far as trying to tell the fan base about trading, dude, you know, we oh, we're so impatient. We're always going to cry for trades. We're always going to, you know, it just you know, Whoever's telling the fan base To stop calling for trades Just stop bro Stop <laughs> And yo And your boy Matter of fact Let me get one last point mm-hmm, To your boy Who I got mad love for Ari If you ever call me Delusional again And then say That we're gonna get Giannis in 2020 My dude Don't bother coming back here
3: ever. I didn't even. I mean, how many that I didn't hear I And mean, did have
2: to get burned With the fire bro Giannis ain't coming bro Stop
3: I, I didn't hear Ari anyway, Say bro, Giannis was coming We're
2: going win tonight in the chat, in the chat. Oh, He okay. said it the last time too He's like, yeah. He said something about Giannis I'm like come on stop
11: bro oh. Don't
2: start getting these guys hype on the Giannis train bro yeah,
11: You nah, said nah, nah, Giannis nah.
2: before Ari Don't lie And nah. you just said it in the chat Not even a little while <laughs> ago So stop <laughs> Anyway it. I still love you Kellerman <laughs> Kellerman I'll talk to you later Bye Appreciate
3: the call Serge right, Guys guys Serge Serge looks like he's setting up uh, Throwing a little jabs in the chat Ari. Throwing a couple jabs you know, Battle of the Fans was uh ended ended 2019 in epic fashion. We'll see. We'll see if, if if those two Bulls collide one one more time. But yeah, here here the Lamar Peters um highlights from last night's game. Westchester against the Windy City Bulls. This kid's been this kid's been beasting, man. This kid's been beasting. I'll pull up his stats for the last couple of games, but um this kid's coming with all the tools, and now he's got a nice little jumper going. He's a bulldog on defense dribble penetration and and uh you know he, he's saying all the right things man he gave credit to to a lot of the vets Taj and Marcus Morris for kind of showing him the ropes this season when, once he got called called in by the Knicks to go to Westchester so good for him man the point guard out of Mississippi State Lamar Peters having a real solid game ten threes last night. For Lamar Peters, man. Ten three-pointers. So, good stuff. He's a tough kid. Yeah, definitely tough kid, man. Absolutely. Salute to everybody in the chat once again. If you guys are new in the chat, I missed some of the the, uh, the new announcements. So, leave me a hashtag new. If you guys are new in the chat, I'll, I'll shout you guys out. All right, a couple more calls before we wrap up. Let's go to, um, we got Gary in the Bronx up next. Gary, how you doing, man?
2: Hey, what's up, CP? How you doing, man?
3: Good. How you doing, bro?
2: Happy New Year's. Happy New Year's also.
3: Yeah, same to you, man. All the best, bro. All yeah, the best I, in twenty twenty, man. Yeah,
2: basically basically what I really wanted to tell people, I wanted to say, is we actually doing excellent, man. Like if y'all look at who we was playing against, it's the Clippers and what it took for them to beat us, is three players with thirty points or more. My guy, we in a we're on a good road right now, my guy. Like we shouldn't even think about trading. We should just hold on to certain people. Let the chemistry build and the development keep going, and I think we'd be on a good road. What you think about that, C T?
3: Uh I mean listen, you're not wrong, man. I don't I don't disagree um with, with what you're saying. You know. They're playing harder on the Mike Milton, there's no doubt about it. I mean, um I was a bit nervous for this game because they uh you know uh, the Clippers got washed last night by um, by the Grizzlies by twenty four. So I thought the Clippers were going to come out swinging fast, but you know, listen, the Knicks, in a couple of games in a row now, um, they're they're playing they're playing strong. They're coming out the gates fast and loose, and they, and they're playing together. The chemistry is definitely getting together. So you know, we'll we'll see what the future holds for them. And uh, but again, these are two games. If they could have stole these two games, you know, they would they came in five games out. Uh, the a spot I'm not sure where they are now we could definitely check it out but uh let, let's see see where they finish. these were two games that that you hope they could have stolen because they were right there. they were right there for the taking but good teams know how to finish and bad teams don't and that's why we only won 10 games so far so even though they uh, seems like they're getting it together they're a long ways away. And they're a long ways away. And Sergio, I mentioned, you know, the 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 knock on on the Knicks acquisitions and and uh, uh positionless basketball and so on and so forth. I think you know the the problem still is with, with these guys is that they don't offer the versatility that some teams can uh can come out with, such as a Toronto, such as Milwaukee, such as the Clippers you know, um, where they can run guys um, small, you know, they can run guys big and and it won't kill you, but you have the versatility, you have the length, you have the athleticism that it won't kill you. Sometimes with the Knicks, as you've seen it, without Mitch out there, we have no rim protection. With Portis out there, you're you're running defensive liabilities out there. He doesn't give you the ability. Yes, he can play the three on defense, but he's going to get smoked. He's a terrible defender, period. So I just think I think that was more than not is that you had guys like a Morris or Randall, uh, a Portis who who were kind of playing the same positions out there, and, and not really giving you that versatility. But what you do like right now, and maybe that's like Sergio said, could be more credit to Mills that you want to give. And what you do like is that Miller is 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 having these guys exploit the mismatches that they present. On the court, which is their size and their physicality. So more post-ups, more post-ups for Randall. Yeah, more post-ups for Portis. Uh, you see RJ get in the, in the mix a, a little bit. So that's one of the things that, that you like. What, what Miller's doing is he's using the pieces that he has and says, okay, I got a, a lot of slower guys, you know, uh, more of these power forwards. And, and we have a size advantage out there. We might not have the speed and the versatility that some of these teams have, but it's a chess match. So they're trying to win those, those matchups there on the offensive end by by exploiting the mismatch, getting Randall out on smaller players, getting Morris out on smaller players and and uh, and using our size as as an advantage. All right, let's see who we got in the chat. So to everybody in the chat once again. We got Omar Hernandez, his team hashtag new Omar what's going on. Anthony Parasol in here, he says hashtag new, he's definitely not hashtag new, but salute to Anthony either way. Uh, Keith Sinclair, all the mods, appreciate it. 2 ICC, I don't even know how to pronounce that name, but he says newish from New Jersey. So salute to you. We got Eric Dawson, new from Tag Park City. Not not sure where that is, but um, salute to Eric, salute to Marlon Small, all you guys in the chat. Um, What's going on with this Phillies and uh, Seattle game? I was missing that game too. I was watching the uh, – what game was on earlier? I was watching Saints and Vikings. That that was a pretty good playoff game. Um, and when I turned this on, Seattle was up 10-3. to 3. So uh, let's, let's see if they can hold off Philly because I can't stand the Eagles. Mike from Queens. What's up, Mike?
1: Hey, CP. What's going on, brother?
3: Good, man. How yeah, doing, bro?
1: I called in because um, I want to talk about Marcus Morris. I agree. Like, we're in the driver's seat when it comes to trading him. Mm-hmm. He's been beasting lately. And if we don't get a good offer, then keep him. You know? If we don't get a monster offer from Marcus Morris, just keep him. Simple and plain. But if, they, if like City comes out the ballpark and offers us a fireball and a first rounder, go ahead and trade him. hmm You know? And... I saw as the Knicks right now under Mike Miller, you know, let these guys grow for the most part. We're in the driver's seat when it comes to trades. And, you know, you don't have to move. You don't have to offer It's great. And that's that's all I got to say. Oh.
3: Appreciate it. Appreciate the call, Mike. And I'm with you, man. If you're getting a good deal, you got to move him, man. You, you got to move him. So that, that's just the bottom line. I I agree with that. But again, the, the people who are on the other side of the argument, I'm not saying you're wrong. This is not a right or wrong. This is just my opinion. I'm on the side of you got to move them if you if you get that offer. But it's very split down the middle. This is a 50-50 debate amongst the fan base. It's an interesting debate. We'll see what happens. Um, Alex from Mount Vernon, what's going on, Alex? This uh, time, Paul,
8: love the content, man. Keep
3: it up. Appreciate it, man. What's going on?
10: Yeah, so I think I'm on the the side of keeping Morris, keeping uh, Randall, and and hitching, you know, my wagon to uh, the Mitch and RJ RJ bandwagon because I think those are the two young kids with the with the highest ceiling. Mm-hmm. And then let's look at moving everyone else, get a point guard in here who can shoot, and then let's try for the playoffs next year. Um, you know, I love what the coach is doing. You know, definitely agree Fisdale was a joke. He should have been gone uh, over the summer when he didn't get the big free agents.
11: Mm-hmm.
10: Uh, but we have to identify who, who we're going to move forward with. I think that's what everyone's struggling with, you know, trying to keep all these young kids around. That's not how the NBA works. Uh, you either bring in the superstar and, and go for uh, the, the championship or you, you you identify four, maybe five players, and then you roll with those guys. That's your team. But thinking that we're going to keep Frank and Knox and PSJ and keep all these guys around and that they're going to, be contributors when you're ready to win that that's just not feasible you can get
3: all these guys you know what
10: your needs is which is a a shooting point guard then i think that'll be the best with uh rj mitch and uh and morris and and randall let's let's keep these guys and let's go
3: hey i i would roll with that and appreciate the call man it's not a not a bad idea at all man all right closer of the night q from brooklyn q how you feeling man
7: Oh man, um, I wanted this win, man. I wanted this win. Yeah, me too. Because you know, I I've been I i remember when Mark Jackson got traded to the Clippers. You know, I thought the Clippers were a good team, and I realized they sucked. You know, <laughs> so I wanted this win. You know, and
3: I think I lost some cute. Still there? You cute? You you.
7: I know everybody. Yep. You still there? You know, I know everybody think You hear me?
3: Yeah, I can hear you now. Go ahead. You you were kind of cut out for a second.
7: Okay. Yeah, I, I know everybody wants to keep Morris. I want to keep Morris. You know, I want to keep Morris, but in order to get an asset, we gotta trade him. You know, if he really is loyal to us, like he's saying, he'll resign in the off season. Right. It's simple. It's a simple deal. You know, what are we going to gain by having Morris right now? You know, Randall and Morris, they're both power forwards. They're taking, they're just in each other's way. Yeah. You know, at least if we get Morris in the offseason, we'll at least get an asset. We could flip the asset, we could do so many things. We just need to have options because there's nothing big coming
3: in next year. That's there's what no I'm looking agents, for, too. I'm just looking for options, man. I'm looking for more options. Yeah, because just, if, if DSJ don't work out, if Knox don't work out, bring, him, bring a next guy in. We got the Daleks picks, bring them in. Oh, that's we want to make a trade for somebody else? Okay, now we we got a, a pick we could trade here. We got a pick we could trade here. And it's not emptying out it. the cupboard. It's not going to kill us.
7: That's a fact. And what if we find a gym? You know, if. You know, everybody bust, was busting R J down a day ago. Now everybody loves RJ again. You know, we can be so fickle as Knicks fans, yeah. we need to actually look at what we what what's right in front of us. Mm-hmm. You know, if we look at if we look at Frank, Frank has potential to be a good role player. He's not the starting point guard of our future. Right. We know that. We can have Frank as a as a tool. He can be, you know, a Swiss Army knife mm-hmm. for us. He plays hard, he's a, we, we love him, we we can keep frank d s j He's he's broken, he's a broken toy. you know if if he goes to Minnesota and he has a good career, great, yeah, he's not going to be good in New York. They're you just know right. it the writings on the wall, you know, so getting Morris having Morris out of the paint would just get us an asset, and we can probably do something with that, and you never know it's a better gamble than sitting up and keeping Morris and getting nothing. We yeah, need to yeah, get some that's... assets. We need to get some options and go from there. But that's all I got to
3: yeah, say. 100% man. Q Q how, how's that Scotch Porter doing for you, man? You got Captain Scotch Porter premium big collection. How how you feeling it, man? How, how you like it?
7: Yo, it's for, it's ferocious, man. It's like <laughs> you know, it's it's like coming in, it's already got the glistening up. Yeah. So I'm feeling good with it, and, you know, I'm going to do it again once I have to re-up, so it's
3: righteous, man. There you go, man. Well, yeah, have a good week, man. I'll talk to you soon, bro. Good call, man.
7: No doubt, brother. Peace.
3: Yes, sir. That was my guy Q checking in. Q cop the the Scotch Porter package. Comes with the beard wash, the beard conditioner. You get uh, the balm and the serum. All natural products, and this is the products that I use, man. I wouldn't promote products that I don't use. Uh, we're not trying to cheapen the brand that way, but th- these are products that I do use. And with that, they are giving Knicks fans a 50% off deal uh, on the Scotch Porter premium beer collection. Hit the link in the bio in the video description or go to www.scotchporter.com/slash hashtag KFTV to get yours and the link is also in the video description so make sure that you are uh, that you get yours today okay i think we uh i think we hammered the point home uh a good bit tonight good show everybody so to everybody in the chat make sure you guys hit that thumbs up on your way out very important to support us somebody i wanted the information on Knicks versus nets the information is in the video description but once again, um, it's going to be 150 for the game, January 26th. And it's going to come with a ticket to the game. It's going to come with access to the pregame shoot-around. And also uh, the post-game free throw contest. So um, we're going to throw the links in the chat also. But the links are also in the video description. I'm going to pull it up right here as well. If you go to, Knicks Omni, if you go to TheOmniFan.com. It'll be right there at the top of your page, and you can purchase your ticket right here. Just go to add to cart, purchase it, and it's gonna be a good time. We'll, we'll all be there, myself, JL the girls, and Knicks Omni fan, and, and it's gonna be a great uh, experience, a, a nice another outing for the fan base to uh, to come out and and, uh, and and support. So so to everybody once again, I'm gonna get out of here. Watch some power. Remember, this show is available in audio podcast format. Very important. Uh, if you guys are iTunes listeners, I would definitely appreciate it if you guys left me review on iTunes. And just know that it's available on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Amazon Alexa. So you have everything in audio podcast format later on in the evening or the very next day, depending on what time the game ends. And that's another uh, perk that we give you for the show, man. Number one show for the fans, by the fans, for a reason, man. So make sure you share these videos, hit that subscribe button, support us. Uh, so to everybody who sent us a super chat, whether I've been getting super chats in for cash at PayPal as well, those links are below, uh, but we appreciate it. All that support comes back into the channel, and uh, and we, we definitely appreciate the support. Um, I want to shout out my guy, Chris Shamus. If you guys didn't see my story... From uh, yesterday, I spent the day at uh, Chris's crib. He's got a Knicks fan cave that is absolutely incredible. We filmed a sick episode there where we took a tour of the whole thing. We did an interview as well. That should be available by next week or so. Uh, Just working on on putting that video together, man. Trust me, it is going to be a crazy, crazy episode. I can't wait to show you guys that. So anyway, check you guys Tuesday night, man. Knicks versus Lakers. Let's see if we can get a win in LA, man. See you guys later, man. Peace.